Hi, we're here from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about a new laser that uses sound instead of light, a counterintuitive trick to get your kids to eat vegetables, and a cognitive bias that explains why most people think they're better than other people. Let's satisfy some curiosity. You're probably familiar with optical lasers or lasers that use light. But have you ever heard of a laser made from sound waves? This new so-called phonon laser exists, and as reported by The Conversation, we could find uses for it in communication and sensing, like finding the mass of very small molecules. Let's back up, though, and first get into what makes an optical laser light special. While the light from a light bulb or the sun goes in every direction, the light from an optical laser is concentrated into a powerful beam, with the light waves emerging from it moving in the same direction, in step with each other. Since we can focus waves of light, it makes sense that we can focus waves of sound. I mean, after all, they're both made of waves, right? And scientists have done just that. The result is a phonon laser, where the oscillations of light waves are replaced by the vibrations of tiny solid particles, each about 100 nanometers in diameter, that are perfectly synchronized. To create this laser, scientists started by levitating the nanoparticles using an optical tweezer, That's a laser beam that traps a nanoparticle in midair, like a tractor beam in Star Wars. The nanoparticle doesn't stay still. Instead, it swings back and forth like a pendulum along the direction of the trapping beam. When they levitate the nanoparticle, scientists are isolating it from the environment around it, which lets them use it for sensing weak electric, magnetic, and gravitational forces. They can improve the sensing capability by varying the trapping power to make the nanoparticles oscillate faster. The mechanical vibrations produce synchronized sound waves, or a phonon laser. A detector can keep track of the phonon laser and find changes in the pattern of these sound waves that reveal the presence of a gravitational or magnetic force. Okay, so what's the point of all this? Well, optical lasers are very useful. They carry information over optical fiber cables, read barcodes in supermarkets, and run atomic clocks, which are essential for GPS. And the phonon laser can prove to be pretty useful too, The hope is that scientists will find a lot more uses for this technology in communication, sensing, and even other applications we can't even predict. A new study has uncovered a sneaky trick to get your kids to eat their greens. If you're a parent and you're looking for new ways to entice your kids to eat their veggies, then try this revelation. It seems that the less there is, the yummier it looks, and the more they want it. This story starts with two professors ordering avocado rolls for their kids in a Japanese restaurant. The kids had never been big fans of avocado before and were being predictably picky about the rolls. But instead of avoiding the food completely, the kids were extracting the slivers of avocado from the rolls and eating that. The parents ordered a plate of straight avocado and the kids ate that up right away as well. Sure, maybe their kids had developed a sudden love of avocado, but what if it had something to do with the apparent scarcity of avocados in the rolls? Siblings fight over basically any limited resource. Could that include healthy foods? And could parents use this competitive tendency to their advantage? To figure this out, the professors headed off to a local nursery school for a series of experiments where they gave four- and five-year-olds both fun toys and healthy snacks. Sometimes they let them play or eat as much as they wanted. Other times they put limits on how much was available. Whether they were dealing with Legos, carrots, or grapes, the less of something the kids thought there was to go around, the more they wanted it. 
the results were pretty clear. If you want your kids to eat their fruit and veggies, just offer less of it. The study also found that children who thought the carrots were limited also thought they were more delicious. The professors have used this handy research-backed trick in their own homes to nudge their kids to eat their greens. And there might be a good chance it'll work in your home, too. Give it a shot and let us know if it helps. Today's episode is sponsored by Indeed.com. When it comes to hiring, you do not have time to waste. You need help getting to your short list of qualified candidates fast. That's why you need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. And when you need to hire fast, accelerate your results with sponsored jobs. New users can try for free in Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. If you consider yourself better than average, you're not alone. Research suggests the majority of people think exactly the same as you, which is kind of funny since, of course, it's mathematically impossible for everyone to be right about being better than everyone else. This persistent belief is known as the better than average effect, and it's a cornerstone of psychology research. So let's get into it. It goes by a bunch of different names, including the above average effect, the superiority bias, the leniency error, and the sense of relative superiority. Whatever you call it, study after study has shown evidence that the better-than-average effect is real, but the underlying reason for this effect is still largely unknown. In reasonable quantities, this effect can be beneficial, but in larger doses, it becomes harmful. As The Economist puts it, believing that you can do better than the team's average in a race may motivate you to improve your time. But on the other hand, believing you can run twice as fast as average might mean you're setting yourself up for failure. Reality can only be distorted so far before it snaps. Unfortunately, studies have shown that reality can get very distorted. Research published in the British Journal of Social Psychology focused on convicted prisoners, people who are objectively below average on a wide variety of personality traits. The research found that when comparing themselves to other inmates, the prisoners rated themselves as more moral, trustworthy, honest, dependable, compassionate, generous, law-abiding, self-controlled, and kind. That might not be too surprising to hear when a prisoner was rating himself compared to other prisoners. But more surprising is the fact that they also rated themselves better than the average non-prisoner on all of the traits except law-abidingness. This goes to show that we can have an awfully skewed perception of our own strengths. This can be good when you're trying to overcome an obstacle, but it can also make you underestimate your problems and stop you from fixing them. There is one important caveat to all this. The better-than-average effect appears to be cultural. A Canadian study found that people in East Asian cultures don't tend to rate themselves as better than other people. This may come down to the way Western society most values the individual, while Eastern society most values the collective community. Whether you live in the East or the West, try to be conscious of the way you compare yourself to others, and you might be happier with the expectations you set for yourself. Speak for yourself. I'm better than average. <laughs> like, I objectively know that I'm not a better driver than most people. Do you? Yeah, like, I feel like that's the thing most people think about themselves, and I'm like, no. I'm, I'm probably, I'm probably pretty distracted, actually. Wow. Yeah. I don't know about driving, but I will tell you, I am definitely better than the average parallel parker. Oh, no. Yeah, me too. I think, I think anyone who lives in 
a big city is a better parallel parker than anyone who doesn't live in a big city. I don't know. I've seen some cars basically parked in the middle of the road in Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of Chicagoans probably think they're better than others, but yeah. Now I can start to see where this research checks out. Totally. Read about today's stories and more on Curiosity.com. Join us again tomorrow for the award-winning Curiosity Daily and learn something new in just a few minutes. I'm Ashley Hamer. And I'm Cody Goff. Stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network.